Hi everyone, Clemency here. Today we're going to be interviewing screenwriter Mr. Ryan Reese. Here's a preview. I'll say this, I think that all people are creative. Mm-hmm. I think the way that we define and you know magnify what we think is creativity sometimes limits others. It's my opinion exactly and it's really the thesis of this whole podcast. Stick around to hear the rest of this fascinating interview. Do you have any emblematic stories of what happened in your shooting in this film? Probably have a bunch, I know, but... I realize that I love producing, um, but emblematically, I don't know, symbolically, yeah. emblematically, a lot of ways to say it. I know that I tried to stay out of the way as much as possible because I was in physical distress <laughs> during the whole process when you're oh, trusting yes. your work to other people, you know, to, to be executed the way that you envision it, or at least close to that. Uh, I tried to stay away from it because I just, you know, was was really bent out of shape and in a positive way. But uh, that was my emblematic, mm-hmm. symbolic way of, of approaching it, which was just, you know, feel in distress the whole time. I think that's natural for anybody that's a creator. Um, you know, creativity is one of those mm-hmm. things we can talk for days about it and, and never even scratch the surface of what it means to individuals. But I think that most people in the creative arts would agree that it takes a lot of courage to do those things and not that I'm any more courageous than anybody else for certain. And my story is no more unique than anyone else's. But when you're trusting the process to be in the hands of other people as a writer, you have and I don't like the word control, but you have some control over the story. Uh, the industry reality is that the writer, when if you sell a script or when you release a story and somebody picks it up and says, hey, we're going to produce this, you never know exactly what you're going to get. At that point, most writers are out of the equation. I just happen to be writing and producing and doing practically everything else on the on the film except for editing and the, the cinematography and the directing. So there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself, probably unnecessarily, and and that's a lot of what I remember about it. But I think that um, seeing the, the students in Chat State's program and the professionals who were involved and the actors come on set and do, you know, do what they do and do it well. Um, I think the whole thing just kind of became somewhat a, a positive wind for me and myself as a creator. But just to see that, you know, when people are doing what they're passionate about and what they love and what they're good at. Sometimes it's best to step out of the way and mm-hmm. let them do it. So I don't know if that necessarily is emblematic or symbolic or, or anything there. And I mean, there are little stories that I could tell some for better or worse, you know, because when you're on a set with people, there, there are people who have very different visions of mm-hmm. how we can do things. But uh, probably just watching, you know, the process and, and how Rachel and Christian work together um, to, to determine what's going to be best for the scene. You know, we did some plotting, you know, of the scenes before and we did a little bit of storyboarding, but most of it was really uh, because the production came together so quickly. It wasn't as well planned as most film sets are supposed to be. Uh, you know, safety, of course, there weren't any tremendous safety issues related to the story, but, you know, the, the students who were learning in a very different program in Chris's program, they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And just kind of watching that whole process and watching young people who are passionate about things be creative also, I think, more more than validated me as a storyteller. I think it validated me as an instructor and a teacher as well that, you know, if I can invest in them, the return investment is always greater. 
So maybe that's somewhat emblematic or symbolic. Yeah. Too, I don't know. Well, I can relate to that because a couple of years ago in 20, in fall of 20, um, our drama professor uh, produced uh, a play of mine. Right. And, you know, she's the director and I'm not. So, <laughs> and sometimes I had to rewrite things mm-hmm. because they didn't work on stage. Right. And sometimes the, the way I envisioned it was not the same. But like you say, you have to trust the director who knows far more than I do about theatrical production okay. and and the actors as well. You know, when I've directed in the past, directed plays back in my former life, I was always just a nervous wreck. Mm. And uh, so I realized I needed to right. get out of it <laughs> because it would make me physically ill. But you do have to trust other people. It's right. it's and the, the word of courage is so true. It's also true because you're putting your yourself out there and you know, people are going to criticize. Yeah. They're not always going to give you uh, warm fuzzies. <laughs> I be- I've belonged to a couple of writers groups where it was it was clear that the people who came to the writers group just wanted warm fuzzies. Right. And there's no good to go to a writers group where there's just positive comments. Ooh, this is good. It's not going to get you anywhere. No, no. So you have to you have to be courageous and, and humble at yeah. the same time. And I, and I think to, you know, in producing it and financing it, that was that was a big deal. I mean, if you if you invest, and I, I had a budget. I don't know that we want to get into budgeting or whatever, but I knew what I wanted to spend, and I wanted to stay within budget, of course, and produce quality work. And you know, there are a couple occasions where you know craft services, which are always very expensive. You know, you got to feed your people, so. Mm-hmm. You know, we went over budget a little bit, you know, feeding people. But uh, again, the, the reward that you get from well-fed people who are willing to do mm-hmm. good work uh, kind of came back, um, you know, tenfold, really. You know, there were occasions, too, as as producer where when there were any kind of issues on set, which were very minimal, um, I had to deal with those as well. And, you know, for the most part, we, we had some... Uh, you know, students, because of their work schedule, I mean, these, these are young people who are taking college classes, but they also have lives outside of that. And so there were, there were two or three uh, occasions where some people were able to commit to one day of the shoot, but not the rest. And we worked with that. Um, probably the thing that I learned the most in that regard, uh, our script supervisor was there for part of the shoot and then had to work for the other part. So there was, you know, one one or two very minor story inconsistencies that that I know of when I see the film that fortunately have not been recognized yet. I'm sure somebody scrutinized and watched over and over that they'll pick those things out, Um, you know, but making those things work and and trusting in the editing process and post-production, they always say, well, we can fix it in post. There's some truth to that, but you can't fix everything (laughs) in post. Um, And then, you know, when, when there were any kind of, you know, personality, um, conflicts, which again, were very minimal, uh, simply because you're, you're working with young people who are doing this and, and, you know, they're, they're stressed out a little bit too, because they want to do a good job. Uh, you know, just kind of getting in there and recognizing, you know, how to gently redirect those situations without sounding, uh, punitive or, or, you know, like a typical adult who's, who's kind of coming down on, on young people. 
but it was all very minimal. Any any issues that we had, we were very fortunate. It was a pretty smooth shoot. And if something didn't work, then everybody came together and said, like, let's try this. Have we thought about this? And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like I said, for the two or three minor, very minor things that happened that could have detracted, they were also still at the end of the day, very positive, mm-hmm. you know, things. Had they not happened, I wouldn't have learned uh, as a filmmaker how to deal with those things. So it's kind of in the way I think you look at and everything holistically, too. Well, one of the great things about it is that these young people were able to get their names on a screen. And from what I understand, a movie takes a lot of people, <laughs> more than true. we think, more than people like me think. And they were able to get their names on a screen of a successful production. So let's talk about that a little bit. Some of the awards that you've won for this uh, uh, production. Well, um, for the film itself so far... Uh, honestly, none. Uh, it, it's just hit the film circuit uh, for the film festivals this year. We we had a lot of delay um, because of COVID, of course. I think a lot of filmmakers had a lot of delays because of that. So, um, you know, when when COVID happened, we had finished filming. We had all the files, and then it was a matter of syncing the files and audio, which is a, a very long process that fortunately I was able to hire somebody to do because that is not in my realm of expertise. Uh, but moving through it and then kind of getting halfway through that process and then everything totally shutting down because of COVID mm-hmm. uh, was, was very frustrating. So the film uh, that we finished now almost almost two years ago uh, finally saw the light of day early this year. And, you know, part of that was because we didn't have access uh, to the files on campus because of COVID protocols. Oh, wow. um, initially, the student who uh, was doing an internship who was the editor for the film um, by the time we were able to get back to it, his internship was over and uh, he was no longer uh, even at the college. So we had to uh, find somebody else to do the editing. And fortunately, I was able to talk uh, Christian Eves, who was the, the cinematographer DP, into doing the editing because he's very good at both. And um, it's maybe not his favorite thing to do, but I, I paid him handsomely to do that. And, and we spent a lot of time together editing and, um, you know, trying to get it right. Um, and when I say trying to get it right, not right just by my standards for what I wanted, but, um, his, his eyes very critical, but very, very gifted. And so we spent a lot of time, you know, just kind of going back and forth. And when you talk about a lot of people in the production, absolutely. There are a lot of people involved and a lot of coordinating, uh, and scheduling, you know, we, we filmed most of it on Chat State's campus, which was very fortunate that we still had to secure locations and uh, work out schedules with public safety and security. Um, we had to secure items from different departments here and there. So there was a lot of coordinating. And then when you finally get to that point of editing, it's it was really just um, three of us, you know, really at that point, uh, the director and assistant director uh, weren't involved in the process. In fact, they've not even seen the film yet. Um, because it's just now finally ready to go. Um, so we've had two, really two public screenings, and those were pre-screenings, um, partially to get audience reaction. Uh, one of those, of course, was during my class last summer, mm-hmm. uh, which was not my plan. I didn't want to use it as a platform to show my work. But when, oh, but we wanted to when, see it. <laughs> when Christian, well, Christian came to guest speak, and he kind of gave me no choice, but uh, you know, I've, I've been able to screen it now with an audience three different times, and it's it's on the circuit now, making its rounds on film freeway to different competitions. And, you know, the nerves are all back again, and, and you hope 
that the film becomes as successful as the script has been so far. Uh, so as far as award-winning film, I can't say that yet. But if the script is any indication, I have every every mm-hmm. indication that the film's going to be successful and it'll land with the right people at the right time. So. Okay. You have, like all of us, a day job <laughs> where you uh, you teach at high school. And you also have a teach, as you mentioned, screenwriting at Dalton State in the summer. And I want to say that the course is open to listeners. You can audit it or you can take it for credit. And Dalton State is fairly um, open-minded about <laughs> about folks coming to to take classes here. It's not a horribly long process. So you can, if you want some more information, you can contact me. And although it probably wasn't the greatest timing for me personally, I had an amazing experience last summer taking your class. Awesome. I, I took the screenwriting class. Uh, it meets on Thursday night and in the summer. And I, I had a great time with it. I think I needed to take it at that time. And um, first thing I realized is that although I've written novels and plays, a screenplay is a totally different animal. It's a totally different type of storytelling. And because it's it's not totally visual, I mean, there are words, but it is storytelling with pictures and motion, it's motion pictures. So you have to think differently about how you are telling the story. I mean, that's, you know, I learned a whole lot more, but that was the first thing that hit me. (laughs) This is, and this is not even like a play because I've written plays, but no, a screenplay is not a theatrical play because in a theatrical play, you typically only have one set and all the action has to take place pretty much. I mean, you can do, you have some freedom, but pretty much everything has to take place on that set. And uh, you don't have that issue with film, but a play is very talky, whereas a film, it doesn't work if it's very talky. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm a talky wordy person. So that was, it was a real experience for me to, to learn this whole different type of writing and approach to writing. So in teaching that class, I'd like you to talk about your basic strategy, what you're trying to achieve in this introduction to screenwriting class with the the students who, some of them are are Georgia Film Academy uh, students and some are not. Some are English majors, other types of majors and have different goals. So what is your strategy for teaching this class? Well, I think part of the strategy is taking all those things into consideration that you just mentioned. It's not only um, exclusively film students. It's not only English students who enjoy writing for the most part. I've had psychology students, history students, um, a nursing student take the class. And, you know, part of that is, you know, some of the students are really serious about, I think this may be something I want to do as a career pursuit and I want to learn how to, to write screenplays, especially those students who are in the Georgia Film Academy classes. I think there's a natural fit for them. Uh, Many of the English majors who enjoy creative writing uh, just kind of want the opportunity to see how writing works in a different uh, setting, you know, writing in a different genre, essentially, to a degree. And then other students just say it sounded fun. 
and I want to take it because it sounded fun, mm-hmm. but it still counts as an elective credit in their program. So I kind of take all those into consideration. You know, there's the old adage in teaching that you have to know your who, you have to know your audience. So, uh, you know, I want to deliver a, a product as far as the class goes that's beneficial to the students, regardless of where they're coming into the class from, if that makes sense. And then I guess what I try to do, because it's the only uh, screenwriting class that we currently offer uh, here at the college, I know there are students on campus who are interested in, in writing for short subject, uh, short films. There are some who are really interested in television writing. And I have the background, though, you know, TV writing is probably the, of the three, it's my least favorite interest personally. You know, the program that I completed, of course, allows me to teach across any of those different uh, domains, I suppose. But what I try to do in the class, because I know that this is the first time that many of the students have even attempted to write a screenplay. I focus exclusively on uh, feature writing uh, simply because the process um, for for beginners, it seems like it would be overwhelming to try to write a feature screenplay. And I first want to say, I know you know from your experience uh, to those listening that it's, you don't, have to write the full screenplay. It's it's almost impossible to do a full script, you know, in, in the limited time we have in a summer semester. But my goal is essentially to, to have the students learn about feature film writing. Uh, we use an old classic Sid Field screenplay book as a guideline simply because it breaks down the process in a very uh, portable and easy, uh, I think, digest, you know, a way to digest the, the information in smaller chunks it's instead of just saying okay we're going to do this and every class period you come in and you write your script so you know the class meetings we generally focus on sort of a step-by-step there's yes and assigned reading for the chapter and we talk about those things you know what they they thought were the highlights what was confusing uh the first part of the class is usually kind of debriefing about the reading now we use a lot of supplemental uh resources uh videos and and uh everything from blogs to videos and YouTube videos from experts in the industry talking about it. So they're hearing more voices than just mine and, and really frankly, some more qualified voices than just mine as well. And as we work through the process, my goal is to get them to the end of act one of the feature script. So they have enough information about how to format a script properly, how to tell stories and break it down into the three act structure how to look at character development and, uh, you know, writing, as you said, a script that really relies heavily on visuals and and not uh, overwhelming amounts of talking. It's just kind of a different process, I think, uh, for people to go through. But, you know, essentially my goal is to to give them not just a taste of, of what screenwriting looks like, but to give them something that's portable that when they finish the class, They've networked with other people in the class. They've written the beginning of a really great story. And um, I would say every every class that I've had here, we get very different, very diverse, uh, very interesting stories. And, you know, there's a lot of talent here. That I think that um, maybe they don't recognize it until they take the class and suddenly they get the confidence to say, wow, I can really do this. Uh, so there are a lot of things that I expect from the class more than the learning outcomes on a syllabus and more than just, hey, we read a book and we worked through these chapters together and we did step by step this process. Uh, there are intangibles that you get, I think, um, the confidence that students gain in the process. Uh, some very reluctant writers 
who come in terrified and thinking that they, they can't do this. I don't know why I signed up for this. What was I thinking? And by the end of the course, even the most reluctant and maybe even the less skilled riders produce work, I think, that, that really is impactful. And to the best of my knowledge, in anecdotal evidence, talking to students and then informal evaluations of the course, you know, there's a lot of positive feedback about, wow, this is the most helpful class I've ever taken. This was the most fun class and I've learned the most in it. So I think the students are willing to kind of commit to the process and it does take some commitment. We meet one night a week and it's an extended class so that we can work on, you know, the writing, the talking, we screen some films, uh, we workshop their work. And uh, by the end of the process, they have a 30 page act one feature script ready to go. And if they choose to pursue it beyond that, then they're set up for success. And if they, you know, if they decide to put it in the file and say, hey, I wrote 30 pages, I could do it, but I wasn't really interested in it. Or in, in some cases, uh, I have one student in particular who was extremely gifted in, in the writing process. She wrote a dynamic script. She's one of the few who finished a feature in the class, uh, though that was not a requirement of the course. And I said, look, you know, you, you've got talent and you've got what it takes. You need to pursue this. And so actually that student, I'm, I'm proud to say, just graduated from the same MFA program at UGA. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't all me for certain. For certain, it wasn't just because of me, but uh, she had the skill and the talent and an opportunity here at Dalton State to, to take a class in something she was interested in. And I encouraged her to go forward, and she did. And all the mentors in the program have seen the same thing I saw in her. And uh, she's working on film sets now in production, and she's writing, and uh, she's sending her work out as well. So. I think it depends more on, you know, when you say, what do I expect out of a class? I just expect them to learn something useful and to have a good time in the process. And maybe that's oversimplification, but that's sort of my whole approach as a teacher and has mm -hmm. been for 25 years. You know, that what I do, I, number one, I've got the best subject and the best job in the world because what I do connects to everything in life, period. Uh, I may not be the one that overburdens students with too much work and gives them, you know, uh, I don't I don't really give them this this constant bombardment of things to do. Uh, I think if you're going to be successful, you've got to let things breathe and and live a little bit. And so, you know, if we're trying to do a feature and then trying to write three short scripts and trying to write a TV pilot, it's just not feasible. You know, and, and at the end of the course, every student's like, when are you going to teach another class? When are we going to have television writing? And then I always have to defer to you because that's that's above my area of expertise or my pay grade. So. It's above mine, too. <laughs> I would gladly have you do it. Yeah, there, there's, there's, you know, there's a need for it. And I think there, there's a talent pool here uh, in Georgia. And even, you know, what we're seeing in the community with the STEP studio that, you know, some of the young people in the community from Christian Heritage and the local high schools are doing. Uh, there's definitely, I think, an interest in it. But if we don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. So I... I have so enjoyed talking to you and you, you said something about creativity and how we could talk about that for a long time and only scratch the surface. Is there anything at this point that you, you know, that you would want to say as far as scratching the surface about creativity or is that just a pointless question in this podcast? No, I don't. I don't think it's a pointless question. It may be a, a different podcast entirely, but maybe, you know, uh, I, I guess I'll say this. I think that all people are creative. 
Mm -hmm. I think the way that we define and and kind of, um, you know, magnify what we think is creativity sometimes uh, limits others, you know, from from having access to what they call, you know, creative energy or whatever silly term you want to use. It's it's a battle that I fight with, you know, even my students in the high school, but also the college classroom. You know, we're all created with gifts and talents that are unique to us and, and we have to be given opportunities to pursue them. So, you know, when we think about the creative arts, we're always thinking about, you know, drama or music or writing, painting, you know, dance, all those things. But I've had a lot of students over the years who are exceptionally creative in, you know, construction uh, work and in engineering and things. So, you know, creativity is a very broad thing to me. And I think that there is a little bit of arrogance in the fine arts to think that we we kind of have a monopoly on creativity when that's simply just not the case. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's my opinion. And you did ask. So. No, it's my opinion. Uh, exactly. And it's really the thesis of this whole podcast is that while we're starting in more the realm of the the arts and we we are going to branch out into other kinds of ways that people can be creative um, because the study and the research I've done on creativity is it's it's really not at all just kept within the arts, no. the typical traditional arts community. But you can be creative anytime you're solving a problem. You are being creative. I agree. You know? And um, so I I do appreciate you being here today and uh, talking to us. And of course, we could talk a whole lot longer about your creativity in your classroom because I've seen you teach and I, I sat in on your class and it, it was so enjoyable. And this has just been a perfect topic for our second guest. And I really appreciate you coming in today. Well, sure thing. I appreciate you having me. And um, for those of you out there listening, this is Ryan Reese. If you want to know more about screenwriting, you're invited to take the class here at Dalton State or hey, just reach out. I think my contact information may be provided to you as well. Um, but enjoyed the conversation and thank you so much for hosting me and Clemencia who's working our audio and technology. Thank you as well. Uh, former student several times over. So very, very gifted and talented herself. Thank you so much. You've been listening to dialogues with creators. Our guest today was Mr. Ryan Reese, screenwriter and filmmaker as well as educator. Thank you, and I hope you'll tune in next time. Goodbye.